Jaya Baladeva Jaya Jaya Gauranitai 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 Jaya Gauranitai Nitai Gauranitai Vishnabhad Paramahansa Isi Bhakti Vinayana Goswami Maharaj Sula Prabhupada Ki Dai Sri Sri Radha Balabhagavana Ki Dai Gaurav Premanandi Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya This morning we're reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 18. Uh, text 53, although we'll read a few verses this morning, but we'll start with text 53. <laughs> Jayet Koshta Gatam Chatam Striyo Viravatis Charchet Patis Charchet Sraganda Balimandanai Patim Chatyo Patish Deta Jayet Koshta Gatam Chatam Patim Chatyo Patishteta Dayat Koshta Gatam Sriyo Viravatis Chachet Sraganda Bali Mandanai Patim Chatyo Patishteta Jayet Koshta Gatam Chatam Striya Women Viravati Possessing husbands and sons Cha and Achet She should worship 
Srak with garlands, Ganda, sandalwood, Bali, presentations, Mandanai, and with ornaments, Patim, the husband, Cha, and Archya, worshipping, Upatishteta, Upatishteta, should offer prayers, Jayet, <coughs> should meditate. Kostagatam, situated in the womb. Cha, also. Tum, upon him. Translation. With flower garlands, sandalwood pulp, ornaments, and other paraphernalia, a woman following this vow should worship women who have sons and whose husbands are living. Uh, the pregnant wife should worship her husband and offer him prayers. She should meditate upon him, thinking that he is situated in her womb. Purport, the child in the womb is a part of the husband's body. Therefore, the husband, through his representative, uh, indirectly remains within the womb of his pregnant wife. So we'll read through a few verses. Samvatsaram, samvatsaram, pum savanam, vratam etat adiputam, Dara is yasi chetubyam sakraha bhavita sutta. Translation. Kashyapamuni said, uh, Kashyapamuni continued, if you, if you perform this ceremony called pumsavana, adhering to the vow with uh, faith for at least one year, you will give birth to a son destined to kill Indra. But if there is any discrepancy in the discharge of this vow, the son will be a friend to Indra. <coughs> and the next verse. Baram it yad yupet yata diti rajan mahamana kasya pat garamam arata vratam chanjo dadara cha O King Parikshit, diti, the wife of Kasyapa, agreed to undergo the purificatory process known as Pumsavana. Yes, she said, I shall do everything according to your instructions. With great jubilation, she became pregnant, having taken semen from Kasyapa and faithfully began discharging the vow. Text 56. O king, who are respectful to everyone, Indra understood Didi's purpose and thus he contrived to fulfill his own interests, following the logic that self-preservation is the first law of nature. He wanted to break Didi's promise. Thus he engaged himself in the service of Didi, his aunt, who was residing in an ashram. <coughs> Text 57, Indra served his aunt daily by bringing flowers, fruits, roots, and wood for yagyas from the forest. He also brought kusha grass, leaves, sprouts, earth, and water exactly at the proper time. And uh, <coughs> finally, Text 58, O King Parikit, as the hunter of a deer becomes like a deer by covering his body with deer skin and serving <coughs> the deer, <coughs> so Indra, although at heart the enemy of the sons of Diti, became outwardly friendly and served Diti in a faithful way. Indra's purpose was to cheat Diti as soon as he could find some fault in the way she discharged the vows of the ritualistic ceremony. However, <coughs> he wanted to be undetected and therefore he served her very carefully. So tomorrow, whoever writes the board, you have to write 59. Uh, I don't know who, so you can just pass that. 59, tomorrow. so I've read a few verses today. So, continuing on uh, with this uh, incident in history, and uh, Aditi, she's uh, following the directions of her husband, to get the son uh, who was able to kill Indra because it was through, by Indra's uh, uh, um, uh, endeavors that Vishnu came and killed her sons, Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. So therefore she was very angry with Indra and actually all the sons of Aditi, her co-wife to Kasyapamuni, uh, later on, this uh, chapter, and she will say that actually, not only I wanted to kill Indra, 
I wanted to kill all, all the Adityas, all the Adityas, meaning all the sons of Aditi. If they were all the demigods, like that big powerful demigods who were the sons, uh, they had, uh, 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 you know, uh, together caused the descent of Lord Vishnu who killed Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. So she was very angry, very determined. Uh, generally, that uh, determination in the mode of, uh, you know, in the Rajaguna, you get angry for, and, and you, from that anger comes a great determination. Uh, that is a little bit, uh, she had some uh, passion in her, some ignorance, and a little bit of goodness, a little bit of goodness to be able to, uh, you know, you, can, you, can, you can't hear me? Online. All right. That's all right. Just leave it there. Uh, so, um <coughs> so uh, she, uh, uh, so that determination. That uh, when one gets determination to do something for a long time, there has to be some goodness there because uh, 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 satvaguna um, allows one to remain steady and fixed. Although this is not a very long time, especially in the lifespan of uh, of the demigods, and she was like a demigoddess, uh, the wife of a very powerful Brahmana, Kasyapa Muni. Uh, but still, some determination is there, more motor passion, and uh, that enviousness and resentfulness and hatred. You know, you got to the resentfulness, uh, anger, resentfulness, envy, hatred, uh, very much follow one after the other. Uh, especially if you're in the mode of uh, passion and ignorance. And so she had a hatred, uh, and she wanted to kill. Now, as I mentioned yesterday and the day before, Kasyapa didn't like the idea, but he was obligated to give her the benediction that she would be able to do this, so he gave her this uh, Pumsavana. Now, Pumsavana is a, 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 you know, it is one of the samskaras. It is a pre prenatal samskara that uh, can be followed. Garbanam samskara and uh, like there's generally three. Of course, according to different shastras, they'll give different recommendations for the samskaras. But pumsavana uh, is one of the samskaras, uh, traditional samskaras, purificatory ceremonies that uh, especially can be done uh, for the ladies and the and the and the, the, the father and the mother who want a male child. They want the male child. And here she wanted a male child because she wanted to kill Indra. Because she needed someone very powerful and strong. Because Indra is not ordinary uh, entity. He is very powerful. Very, very powerful. So uh, so this was a very special Pumsavana. Uh, you can uh, generally, uh, you can perform this Pumsavana. You can do it in, in a simple way or you can do it in a more complex way. These are mantras. And you can do a Homa also. Homa means via Yagya you can do. Homer, uh, depending how uh, elaborate, uh, this is generally uh, the Yajaman who, who's hosting this uh, particular samskara according to their means. Maybe they uh, can only do simple one. Maybe they can do more elaborate one. So Pumsavana, one of the samskaras, uh, Gabanam samskara is a conception, of course. And then Pumsavana for the one, and generally this can be done, it, it varies after three months, it could be four months, five months, like that. And uh, sometimes it's recommended. These 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 things are taken from Atava Veda, Rig Veda. Uh, there are many instructions how to perform these different samskaras, rituals. And so, as I said, you can do homa, and that is very auspicious. And you uh, pour oblations into the father. You chant various mantras to invoke the blessings of the higher demigods and and, and the supreme Lord Vishnu. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sure we have done here in the temple some pumsavana. Uh, temples they perform this uh, uh, homa or sometimes very simple sometimes uh, the wife is uh, can fast for three days and then uh, some uh, particular uh, um, you know uh, food is offered to her according to the directions of the shastra as uh, given that uh, certain types of food and mix and then that is to be given by the husband so there's many different prescriptions uh, she can do three day fast and then be fed this uh, by the husband there's another one that you put uh, some uh, in the nose also. <laughs> <coughs> so many things can be there. 
so this is a samskara, purificatory rites, and it, it can be followed very nicely, very, very good uh, to do like that. We have our Vaishnava samskaras, and uh, we, we can do those. Um, of course, the difference, are the uh, uh, we're not so conscious. Prabhupada was never uh, uh, very, um, uh, very uh, um, uh, pushing on uh, performing all the samskara. He was pushing on doing sankirtan, as far as yagya, sankirtan yagya. And you know, when you do a yagya with home or everything, uh, you know, generally you have the yagya uh, sal in the pit, and then in each corner you have, you can have rikveda yaji veda sadhana like that. You can have the shastras like that. I remember one time Prabhupada said, yes, this corner we put the Sriman Bhagavatam, that corner we put Bhagavad Gita, that one, uh, uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, <laughs> like that. And then chant uh, Hari, Hari Krishna Mantra. Sankatan Yaga must be going on. I remember I was there for the opening of Vrindavan Temple. So Prabhupada had said that, well, in Vrindavan, if we just do our usual with Sankatan, with Kirtan, and our, that maybe the local people will not see it as bona fide installation of the deity. It was a Western temple. <laughs> maybe think like it. So then uh, he asked one disciple who actually could have performed the Yagya himself, Yasodananda, who was very expert in uh, doing the Yagyas and the rituals and so on and so forth. Uh, we had a, quite a few devotees even in those days who were very expert. But he could have performed. But he said, you go, maybe get some South Indian Brahmanas. They're very much respected. Bring them here. And there were many there. There were many there. Uh, I was there. And, uh, <coughs> and they did it over quite a few days. I think it went for quite, I forget exactly how many. <coughs> but Prabhupada, um, they had different procedures in uh, installing the deity. But Prabhupada said, but main thing for us, is Sankatan Yagya. So while the priests are doing all these functions, which is very nice, uh, I want the non-stop chanting, 24 hours chanting, non-stop over many days, up to the lead up to the installation of the deity. I remember we had shift, I did some shifts, we had, uh, I remember we had a very hard shift, um, uh, one shift was 11 to 2, uh, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. we had to do one shift, and so we were there. 11 to 2, and then we had another one, I think, in the afternoon, two, two shifts we had. Uh, and so we were doing another, and, and this was different yatras. Uh, this was from the Australian, New Zealand area. We had to take this shift, and one from America, one from the Europe, one from India. Everyone had their shift. So Prabhupada said, you continuously are doing. Uh, so as I said, he had, when he did the yagya, really Prabhupada didn't do very elaborate, just a, a small thing. Uh, uh, but you can do very elaborate, very nice. I remember in Burnett Street, the temple before here, uh, he was doing one uh, initiation yagya, and a very small temple room, you know, the like a terrace house, and at uh, the bottom floor, just in the front part, was the temple room. <laughs> and we had a big Vyasasan for Prabhupada, took up nearly a third of the temple room. <laughs> we had a big Vyasasan, and the deities were one end, and, uh, and then we had big yagya, and, uh, and then uh, so much uh, from the fire, so much smoke was coming, filling up the room. There were reporters. We had invited reporters and TV stations. It was very, because uh, there was a new thing for Melbourne. And so uh, many had come with the lights. Everything was there. Hardly anyone could fit inside. And so much smoke was pouring out and uh, filling the room. Uh, and, and then uh, someone said, Prabhupada, uh, you know, we opened the windows and because the, the smoke, I let the smoke out. No, no, Prabhupada said, the smoke, even the smoke is very purifying. <laughs> this is true. There's, there's some statements in the Shastra that the smoke from the yagya is very purifying. There's many statements that explain the reasons for that. And so it's very good that uh, most of our uh, uh, devotee priests, they're doing these yagyas, very nice. And generally they're explaining uh, what is the uh, meaning of the yagya. There will be uh, certain yagyas for certain things and certain mantras chanted. Ours will be the Vaishnav mantras. Others will perform more uh, mantras to the demigods and, and so on. But of course, we also include, but as, uh, as representatives of the, the Lord Vishnu, so they explain. In some countries, you know, they, they do the yagya, and I know in Bali, I go uh, there, Indonesia, and uh, they, they do many yagyas. Uh, and uh, many, quite often, the, even the priest doesn't understand what is the yagya. <laughs> they know how to do it, but they don't doesn't know what is the yagya. <laughs> So, uh, so this is not uh, some some uh, understanding, but uh, so these yagyas are so this pumsavana is very traditional, but th this one, uh, this particular one that is uh, given by uh, Kasyapa Muni would seem to be a very extra special one. 
extra special. He's adding, and he's very qualified to do it. He's a great Acharya. He's a great uh, Muni, Rishi. And, uh, you know, normally uh, one doesn't change uh, anything. Uh, there are different descriptions. There's a short version, a more longer version, and the complete version. And you follow the direction of what is there in the Shastra, how to do that. Uh, you don't change yourself. You're not qualified. You don't have the Adhika. You don't have the advancement. Oh, I can just uh, change a little bit, maybe some slight things, but basic. But the great uh, uh, um, Rishis, uh, I don't know exactly, maybe there is something in the, in the Shastra that he followed, but this one seems to be very special, Pumsavana. And uh, because uh, for one whole year, she had to follow this thing. She had to follow uh, um, one whole year. And so, uh, and then, and then as part of it here is that she would offer flower garlands, sandalwood pulp ornaments, and other paraphernalia, and then she should offer it to the other ladies who have sons uh, and their husbands and, and to her husband. Uh, she had, you know, we were just reading what she, couldn't, what she shouldn't do, what she should do. Uh, many are uh, actually very, uh, very elaborate, you know, many, many don'ts, many do's, and, uh, and, he, and he actually stated that you have to follow it very exactly. Uh, uh, and uh, later on, if, if you don't follow it, uh, then you won't get the desired effect. Uh, so, and she should meditate on her husband, uh, thinking that uh, uh, his representative is now within my womb. So in this way, of course, ultimately you're worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, and all worship, just like uh, uh, Prabhupada, he would explain to us many times, I'm receiving, I'm the guru, and it's my duty to receive this word, but I'm not receiving for myself, I'm receiving on behalf of the Supreme Personality of God. I'm the representative, so I'm uh, on behalf. And Prabhupada was always very humble, even though he, we were doing Guru Puja and so much elaborate looking after he now I, because I'm the representative I'm accepting otherwise for myself we could just sit and chant Hare Krishna mantra and uh, we would be very happy and so in the beginning when Prabhupada when we bought the Mayapur land uh, Prabhupada he just wanted simple hut that the disciple wanted to build him a very big thing and uh, and uh, no no yeah, just, and, and that hut is still when you go to Mayapur that original hut is still there in the front that was Prabhupada's hut uh, so later on, uh, when the building, the Lotus building was first, and uh, then the disciples said, no, Prabhupada, we want to give you most of that. So they, 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 those rooms that now, that was Prabhupada's rooms, that's where he stayed there in Mayapur. And of course, in Vrindavan, he had his rooms. And when he came here, I remember, because before, uh, we didn't have, we were just renting different uh, places. And uh, we used to put Prabhupada in the Grihasta houses and so on. And uh, then when we got this building, I remember we showed Prabhupada in the front here on the Beaconsfield Parade. Uh, we went walking with Prabhupada Japa because uh, we were looking to buy, there was one big Catholic monastery that occupied the whole block. You can actually see there's a, the old wall is still uh, there in the front on Beaconsfield Parade. Uh, pretty much straight opposite here. I went for a Japa walk this morning. You can still see uh, a lot of the old wall and that thing went for a whole block. At that time, this was like, uh, oh, I forget what year, 72 or something. But uh, um, <coughs> but uh, uh, they wanted two million dollars for that, and uh, of course two million dollars then was a lot of money. You know, you know what's that? You know, Fifty years ago, <laughs> so that was a lot of money. We didn't know exactly how we'd get it, but uh, we showed it to Prabhupada, and Prabhupada said, "Yes, it's very good. We should get it. <laughs> somehow or other, we'll ask the BBT for a loan. We'll maybe somehow or other we'll get the money. Maybe other temples around the world can give. This is because this was going to be a, like a big headquarters for the Southern Hemisphere." <laughs> this is how it was presented to Prabhupada. So Prabhupada was walking up and down, mm, yes, very good. But it somehow it didn't go through. They, 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 they found out that we were a different religion, Hare Krishna, and they wanted us to pull down the chapel. Don't use our chapel. That is for our worship. We don't want you to go in there and do the work. Prabhupada, we told them, we didn't, you know, we're not going to pull the chapel. <laughs> they want to pull it. They can pull it. We, we won't pull it. We'll use it. Krishna. Somehow or other, it didn't go through. And uh, we ended up getting. But when Prabhupada came here, we took him up to his quarters there. You can see Prabhupada's room. He, and he couldn't believe. He said, oh, this is all for me, he said. <laughs> That's how we said. Uh, we, we walked in and he said, this, this is all for me? Yes, Prabhupada, this is all for this, No, this is just your uh, study room, your darshan room. This is your darshan room. And uh, the next door is your bedroom. And that little room up there, that was the, like the servant's quarters. 
servants because there's a, the servant with Prabhupada because Prabhupada traveled with a few a few devotees the secretary traveled with so on uh, but uh, um, so he said and then we showed him the bedroom oh bedroom and it oh so he was very happy <laughs> but he said for me I, I can just take simple things so Prabhupada just accepted uh, you know just on behalf of the supreme personality I'm training you I'm training you how to do first class everything it must be for not that I require first class but it is my duty to train you the first class uh, how to offer to Krishna first class because Krishna is pavitram, pure so we have to come to the pure also and uh, so therefore we have to present Krishna the purest things not the lowest type things the purest things to please Krishna and I'm not required so all these things that Prabhupada taught us how to cook how to do so many things how to do the deity worship every aspect he taught us how to do he would cook himself all these sweets I remember these sweets, the all the rasa, rasmalai, rasgula, gulab jamun, uh, sandesh, all that. Prabhupada showed exactly how to cook it, and very high class. I always wondered when I went to India. Sometimes the devotees would buy the sweets in the sweet shop just from the street, and they're not very good, you know, not not a high standard, more a street standard. And uh, and uh, and uh, so uh, we're always wondering. And then I went to. Uh, some uh, devotee life member place, and he brought some sweets he bought in the shop. And he bought it, and he said, oh, this is like how Prabhupada, he said, yeah, th this is the high class sweets uh, from the Bengal sweet shop. Uh, I'm offering you the high class sweets. <laughs> the street sweets, another thing. <laughs> but Prabhupada, so Prabhupada, <coughs> he taught us the high class, everything high class. How to do the rice, I remember one time Deepak, my godbrother, he cooked some rice. He decided to put some lemon, and somehow or other it didn't work. And then when served Prabhupada, Prabhupada made a face. What is this? Uh, that, that is lemon rice. It has turned the rice. It's not very good. Uh, I will uh, throw it and make some other. No, no. Bring some milk and sugar or something. Change it. <laughs> so so, <like> that. <laughs> so uh, he, he showed it everything. And then uh, when sometime, uh, I remember when uh, someone brought him some puri, Dwapiano, he cooked some puri. And uh, he, he uh, the puri and the sabji or lunch, lunch prasadam he brought. So then Prabhupada got the puri and he went, pink, pink, nip, nip. He said, what is that? Uh, that is puri, Prabhupada. He said, pink, pink, that is not puri. <laughs> he said, if you didn't know how to make puri, why you didn't ask me? I will show you how to make the puri. Another time the, the japatis were brought, they were flat. And uh, said, what is this? How, why are they flat? They should be puffy. Puffy chapati. So Prabhupada here was at the one house. Said, because here they don't only have the, they, they don't have the fire stove. They only have electric stove uh, with the plate. So it's very difficult to make it puffy. No, no, no. You, you, I, I will show He went in the kitchen. And he, and he, put, and he did it. He said, and he's putting puff, puff, puff. He said, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very good cook. And doing the kirtan, doing everything, how to do kirtan. Madhavisa told me he would personally train me by proper how to do the kirtan. You have to start off slow. He said, you go in the waves, start off slow, go more higher, more higher, then crescendo in the end, and gradually, and the dancing. Prabhupada showed everything how to do. And even how to do Harinam Sankirtan in the beginning they were doing in, in New York. He started, he, he went to the Tompkins Square place. You can go, the devotees always go to that part. There's a tree, I think it's still there where he sat up. You have devotees, it's like a pilgrimage site, isn't it? <laughs> we all go there. So, uh, uh, so he went, he showed how to do it. And then he had the idea when he was in San Francisco, he had an idea for World Harinam, how to do it. And he actually do a, did a diagram, I saw that, and he did a diagram. He said, you put one mat, and on the mat, the someone can be playing harmonium, another one can be playing cartel, another one can be playing like tambour or some instrument, and the others will be standing. They'll be standing, dancing in the front, and some can be just going and distributing the literature in the front. And uh, you do follow this like this, and then you do all over the world. And then later on, of course, the devotees were walking. Prabhupada, we think by walking we are you know, going and seeing more people. Yeah, all right, that's very good. You're right. So Prabhupada training how to do all these things. I was saying the other morning that uh, even in the kirtan, uh, one time in Delhi there was a big pandal, and then... Uh, the devotees came back to the temple. Prabhupada said, well, what do you thought of the kirtan? Oh, it was all right. And uh, it was very nice, Prabhupada. Prabhupada said, no, no, it was not very nice. Too much banging and clanging. 
you couldn't hear Hare Krishna mantra. He said, I will show you how to do the kirtan. And then he showed, you know, the tato and then, then he explained, then, this is how you do it. <laughs> so from time to time, you had to show exactly. Although he didn't mind, you know, I remember here, we were jumping and running up and down. He, he liked it. I remember one time. And mindful one time, we were young brahmacharis, you know, very gung-ho, and we all went. And so our kirtans were what we used to call, I don't know if you use this term anymore, but we used to call wampa stompa kirtan, meaning with the wampa very loud and stomping and running and jumping and twirling. And some senior devotee, he may, he may complain to Prabhupada, Dad, Prabhupada, this is like football match. <laughs> this is not how you do kirtan, like it's a football scrum in the rugby. And they're doing very close to each other. <laughs> So he complained to Prabhupada. So Prabhupada, the, the, the message came back to some devotee, told me he was there. He said that Prabhupada thought, he said, well, he said, they're young, let them go. <laughs> <laughs> so we were very enthusiastic to go like that. But generally, uh, as long as you can hear Hare Krishna Mantra, if it's very stylized, I remember one year someone had idea in Mayapur to do kirtan competition. Uh, between the different yatras. So this is America, they have to do the kirtan. We had a pandal, a big stage. And then the kirtan competition, and whoever won of the country, America, England, India, and then whoever won would get the pro some prize. So then some devotee was dancing, and then particularly one, one group, they were like dancing, very stylized, like dancing, very, uh, you know, like Bollywood type thing. And so uh, uh, then Prabhupada heard, he, he sent message, he stopped, stop this, no, don't, we don't do like that. Our kirtan is for love of Krishna. We don't be making show, making show of dancing in this house, showing off your dancing. I, I'm the more best dancer. Uh, I've got the most beautiful voice. Let everyone hear my voice. And sometimes you sing, but that it, you know, you know, hardly you ever come. You know, this type of kirtan is quite popular. <laughs> Just like that. But no, hardly it comes to the Krishna mantra. <laughs> Just mainly uh, the voice. So you hear this in the Muslim countries a lot. You know, you know they chant like that. So Prabhupada said, "Don't do the kirtan like that." He he showed her how to do the kirtan. Mainly is the mantra is very important, not other thing. Other things just can be to enhance the mood. Can and just enhancing. Main thing here the mantra, Hare Krishna mantra. It can be with no no instrument, just chanting, just clapping, or just hearing. Uh, advanced devotee doesn't make distinction, just uh, whether instrument or no instrument, who's singing, who's leading, the, the, the very advanced devotee. But because we're beginning, we, uh, Prabhupada and all the acharyas, they require some enhancing can be there to get, give, give you a good feeling to continue the chanting. So uh, anyway, so Prabhupada would very much train us. He would accept on behalf. And so uh, here she is worshipping her husband. And he is seeing that the husband is seeing himself as a representative of the Supreme Lord, he is accepting on, on behalf of the Supreme Lord. I said the other morning that the, the ladies actually considered representatives of the goddess Lakshmi. Goddess Lakshmi. And the men are representatives of Narayan. So we, now if everyone feels themselves representative of some, someone else, someone high, especially the Supreme Lord, then you will remain humble. But if you're thinking, oh, I'm big, big this, I'm big, big that, then you'll get puffed up. So generally in this world, uh, generally we get puffed up our, what is our birth? A big birth, big uh, Brahmin family, big aristocratic family, or, you know, a high birth, big, big family. And we get puffed up, oh, I'm a big family, you're a low family. You're a nothing and I'm the big. And, uh, and so uh, uh, they're all, all Janmeshwara, or we get puffed up money. I've got a lot of money. Someone who's got a lot of money, uh, even they can the lowest of person, still they're respected, they worship them because maybe I can get some of them. <laughs> they people to think. So, uh, so if someone's got money, they get puffed up. And someone, Jamaisha, Shuta, a very big learning. Learning, I have BAMA, PhD, and so I'm more uh, educated. You know, there's that story, proper. We used to do plays about this, little skits, and proper told that story of the boatman. Have you heard of the boatman? <laughs> it's a very old story we used to do all the time. The boatman, he was a sim simple boatman, rowing the boat across the river. So one big professor, he came there, boatman, take me across the river. So he went and a little way across. He said, boat, uh, boatman, do you know about the fawn on the floor or the different uh, flowers and the trees and the animals? Do you know these things? Oh, I don't know. I just know rowing the boat, I know. Oh, you've wasted... One quarter of your life. You don't know these things. 
What's that? Yeah. Anyway, this uh, story varies a little bit. But <laughs> so then, uh, uh, do you know about the, uh, the the clouds in the sky and so on and so forth? And so, uh, well, I don't know. I just know. And so it was going like that. And so, you know, you've wasted half your life. You don't know these other things. You wasted three quarters of your life. And then there was a big, um, there was a big storm all of a sudden, and raining and wind. And then the, the the river became very fierce. Big waves coming, and the boat was going to tip, tip, tip. And then the the uh, professor was very worried. Oh, boatman, tell me, tell me, uh, you know, uh, what do we do? What do we do? And uh, we're, I think we're going to tip, uh, professor. We're going to tip. And what, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, uh, just swim, professor. Swim. And then uh, the professor, oh, I don't know swimming. Uh, then you wasted 100% of your life. You know? <laughs> so you, don't, you, know, you can know so many things, but you don't know the basic thing. What is the use? <laughs> I don't know swimming. <laughs> so uh, one can know many things. So it, it, if you always think of yourself the representative of someone, especially someone qualified, higher, per, higher authority, the supreme personality of God, then you can remain in humble position. Always remember this. Keep it fixed in your, uh, in your mind. And there's one verse from the Chaitanya Charity, I think, um, where Lord Chaitanya said, one should remain humble, uh, keeping the, 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 neck, the, the, the necklace of the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra around their neck and offering obeisances always to the devotee. One can remain very humble. Uh, so, uh, she, now, the, both uh, husband should be thinking like that, hu the wife should be thinking like that, you're very humble, you know, it, it takes humility to be able to go and offer the garlands to other people, or offer respect to the other people, touch their feet, it takes uh, humility, uh, and uh, you might not like to do it, bowing down, uh, I remember when uh, some, uh, I brought some friends, just before I became devout, I brought some friends to the temple, and um, uh, my friend and his girlfriend at the time, and they can, so after I said, oh, how do you like it? And then, uh, the boy said, oh, very nice, nice, nice food, he said. But uh, the girl said, yeah, very nice, but uh, just bowing down, all the time bowing down. <laughs> it's, just, it's not a natural thing. <laughs> bowing down, bowing down, and then bowing down, and after one minute bowing down, again, after another minute bowing down. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh, they're, they're practicing humility. And so we may not like, and, and so it's, it may be mechanical, bowing, bowing down to the guru bowing down to the deity, uh, we don't want to do it, but it's good for you, <laughs> because uh, the tendency in the Kali Yuga, you're in a mode of ignorance, uh, the tendency is to become puffed up, so very good you'd bow down, although sometimes devotees do too much at every slightest opportunity, <laughs> but then again, you know, some, you know, when you go to Brindavan, you can go Parikram, and some people, they do Dandavat Parikram all, all the way, just do one Dandavat, and they start from the next one, next one, all the way around Govardhan Hill. That's a very uh, tapasya, that one. But uh, anyway, so one remains humble. Now here, uh, Kashyapa says, going on from what we read, that he says, if you perform this ceremony called Pumsavana for one year with great faith, for at least one year, <laughs> he says, not just one, he says, at least one year you have to do, you'll give birth to a son destined to kill Indra. But if there's any discrepancy in the discharge of this vow, the son will be a friend to Indra. Very interesting friend to Indra, not just uh, he'll be kill Indra, but he'll be your friend. So, uh, uh, so, uh, but, so Indra, he divined that she was doing like that, what her purpose, because these demigods are very powerful, they know all things, and so he divined like that. And she said, of course, yes, I will follow your instructions. This is very intelligent, uh, very intelligent. I will follow your instructions. Now, she very much respected her husband. And, of course, her uh, husband respected his wife. She respected him because he was a great rishi. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you don't have to respect your husband blindly. But if there's someone who's very advanced, uh, you know, very uh, rishi, like Kasyapa. Kasyapa means very, very advanced. So she, and he's very knowledgeable, pundit. He's a pundit uh, of the demigods. And so he's a great pundit, like Brihaspati, Kasyapa. These are all big, big personalities. So she very much respected him. So she gave, she gave all, he gave all those instructions. So her decision was, yes, I'll follow. This is intelligence. Just like when uh, uh, Krishna, Nastamo uh, Shmiti, no, Kachchina Chachchutampata, Tvayaka Gyanacha, Kachchina Gyanacha, Panasate Dhananda. Krishna asked Arjuna, have you heard all these in, in things that I've told you in, in, uh, uh, in, as far as these instructions? 
Have you heard with an attentive mind? Are your illusions and ignorance now gone? This is Krishna. This should be the result of hearing transcendental knowledge. Your illusion, ignorance gone. And Krishna made the point, have you heard with attentive mind? You have to, because spiritual life is very, very subtle uh, and uh, very, a lot of knowledge. So you have to hear with attentive mind. Just like in school, if the children want to learn, they have to pay attention in the class. So Krishna asked, have you heard with attentive mind? And then Arjuna very uh, humbly and intelligent, Lasta Moha Shmiti He said like that. This was his answer. Nasta Shmiti. Yes, my illusion. Uh, by your, uh, my uh, Achuta, he addressed the Lord as Achuta, infallible. In other words, his instructions, his transcendental knowledge is infallible. And uh, you are Achuta. And uh, by your mercy, Prasada, uh, by your mercy, I have heard everything nicely and my illusion is gone, my ignorance is gone. And uh, so, by, but, but not by my intelligence. He could have said, yes, yes, you know, I've heard, but I'm knowing these things already. No, he is not like that. He said, by your mercy, I've heard these things. And then more importantly, he said, now I am prepared to follow your instructions. His intelligence. If someone gives you good instructions, why not follow? This is intelligence. Not that you, we have to remain foolishly independent. Some, some people in mode of ignorance Foolishly, someone gives you good instruction. No, I won't follow. You know, one of the symptoms of mode of ignorance is stubborn. Stubbornness. Very stuck. You will not move. Good instruction. No, I'm not following. Doesn't matter. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati takes, uh, uh, tells one story of the man. He was afraid. He was holding onto the tree. He was afraid of falling down. <laughs> he said, and then <coughs> some people were coming and they wanted to give the bakish. They want to give a donation. And he's holding the tree and they wanted to give. And the man said, that I want to give you the bakish. Uh, just hold your hand so I can give. No, no, I don't want to. I'm afraid. I want to hold the tree. So how do you get the bakish? No, no, I won't. No, but I just let go and I'll give you the... No, no, I won't. Stubborn. Said, All right. So then he gave the bhaktis to the next one. <laughs> so he said, this is a very foolish, stubborn person. Don't be foolishly stubborn that someone gives you good advice. And actually in the Bhagavatam you read in many places that you can take the, uh, uh, you can take the even from the, uh, the, the filthy place some good thing. You can take instruction from, if it's good instruction, it can come from anywhere. So one has to be humble enough to see, oh, this is good instruction, even doesn't matter where the source is. Of course, if the source is also nice, that's better still. Uh, but if it's good instruction, and one needs a little bit of acute intelligence to understand. Unfortunately, Kali Yuga, not, the people don't have that good intelligence. <laughs> anyway, so we see here that uh, she's following it, and, uh, but Indra divine, and uh, he's coming to, you know, in a very duplicious way, he's going to serve her very nicely. You know, because uh, and it's mentioned here, but daily bringing the flowers, the fruits, and you know, she would have been assisting her husband. He would be doing homa, yagyo, so, you know, different things because he's brahmana, and so she would have been assisting him getting those things from the forest, bringing those. Things. So Indra decided he he'll do it for her. He'll he'll do it for her, and uh, you know, so this is a very duplicious mentality. Uh, this is not also not very good. You know, someone who s pretends to be your friend. And he's holding, oh, you're my friend, but in the, in the back he's got the knife <laughs> ready to put in. And so sometimes your friends can be your worst enemies. They're plotting and scheming and uh, pretending to be your friends. They're pretending, uh, but uh, they're not actually your friends. They're scheming and conniving and uh, using all things against you. Who knows, maybe even to plot your murder. Can be. But here Indra wasn't going to kill Didi, uh, um, uh, he wanted to kill her son. Uh, but later on we'll read as we go through the chapter that it turned out the other way, that he was the friend. And even though he went in there and cut up the, the embryo in so many different seven ways, I think in seven ways again, but they were, became the Maruts. And why are you trying to kill us? And, uh, and uh, we are your friends. We are your followers. And uh, Indra was very amazed how they were still alive. It must have been at the mercy of the Lord, so he understood all these things, and 
later on. Didi asked him to explain all that, and he apologised. So we'll read that coming up. So uh, thank you very much, Hare Krishna, for listening. We may have a few minutes for some questions or comments. So if you want to take a moment to have a, a think about what you want to ask. Have we got a mic if no one wants to ask anything? Yes. I'm in the Bhagavad Gita. We see that Lord Krishna keeps on saying to surrender unto me, surrender all religion. Sorry, sorry say, uh, keeps on, keeps on what? He keeps on saying to surrender unto oh, me, to Arjun, no. and surrender all the religion. Mm. But then why does Bhagavad Gita tell us to perform many rituals and religion? Why does the Bhagavad Gita tell us to perform like rituals and oh. Yes, because uh, uh, for those who cannot completely surrender, <laughs> you know, Prabhupada one time he said to us, you know, there's only one instruction needed in Bhagavad Gita, actually. That verse, you know, just surrender unto me, give up all other varieties of your religion, so on and so forth. Uh, I will protect you from that. Okay. Uh, so it only needs one, but all the others are just to convince our mind to do it. <laughs> so uh, for those who are and are not doing, we surrender to Krishna, but you know, for devotees who are surrendered to Krishna, uh, we can do extra things, but uh, uh, and the main principle is surrendering to Krishna, some extra things, and then for those who don't surrender to Krishna, then these other things are good for them. But for those who do surrender to Krishna, uh, then actually, actually, all other things are not required. Just do chanting, just surrender to Krishna, do chanting, and that's the only thing that's actually required. But because we cannot 100% do like that now in the beginning, because we're thinking other things, therefore there's so many, uh, that I, I explained in the other morning, we have Bhagavat Marg and, uh, and Panchakriti Marg, we have our hearing, chanting, remembering, these are the main activities, and then we have Panchakriti given by, mainly we follow Narad Muni, Narad, Narada Pancharatra, and he gives so many things to make us in the mode of goodness, to be able to follow the chanting, to be able to follow surrendering to Krishna, these other things are said as well. Understand? Because we're beginning devotees. The one thing is just surrender, but it takes one very advanced devotee just to surrender completely, just immediately. So for those of us just beginning, we need to follow some other things as well so we can do those activities. Understand? That answer your question? Thank you. Thank you. Good question. Very good question. Yes, Prabhu. <coughs> Maharaj, thank you. Here we see that Kashyapa is giving list of instructions and then Aditi is trying to follow all of them. Sometimes we hear a lot of instruction and then we try to select those ones which is easy and try. Is it a good attitude or we just follow certain instruction and those which is difficult, oh, I cannot do? Well, I mean, you have to see. That, those sort of questions you can ask the, the, uh, the devotees. I mean, there's so many instructions uh, to follow, uh, to try your best to follow uh, as much as possible. Main thing, the main instruction to follow is, as she was asking, is to do the chanting. And the, the, these, the, the basic things have to be done. Uh, you know, the four regulative principles, chanting your 16, especially initiated devotees, chanting 16 rounds, the second initiate, chanting the Gayatri Mantra. These basic things must be done. All others are extra. All other things are extra. Of course, you know, with nectar devotion in Canberra, they had one study I gave their class on nectar devotion, the 32 offences and then another 32, 64. So these things are, as far as possible, try to follow as many as possible. Uh, uh, but uh, picking and choosing, uh, uh, the main thing we try to follow as many as possible. It's not expected that you can follow everything all the time exactly. Uh, but uh, the ideal is there. But we should be mindful uh, to avoid the uh, offences and do the good things. We should be mindful of all these. We should understand uh, that at least the basic things have to be done. Always. You can't, you can't not do that. You have to follow those things. <coughs> and then and, and, and in, in regard to more detail, specific, you can ask the Guru Maharaj, you can ask the senior Vaishnavas, what, what do you think of this thing I, I, I'm looking at here, trying to follow in a certain way. You can ask them because there's some things are general, uh, some questions gi uh, you give general response, and other questions you have to give more specific, depending on exactly what it is. 